Janice Mundy came up with such a great idea after traveling to a pickleball tournament. She had spent almost $1,000, and a lot of that was for lodging. So she decided to start Pickleball Hosted Housing, which means you get together with another pickleball player in another area of the state or country that you're in, or even internationally, and you have an opportunity to stay at that person's house and save a few dollars and, uh, you know, connect with another pickleball player. So before I get into this too deep in the introduction, let's go ahead and get to the intro so we can hear from Janice. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Janice Mundy. How are you doing today, Janice? I am wonderful. I am delighted to be here chatting with you. I listen to your podcast all the time. So excited to be a part of what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for that. And today, though, we definitely want the focus to be Pickle Billy, which we'll get into. But I always do first have to have your origin story of how you got into pickleball and how long ago that was. So I've been playing for about five years. And five years ago, my mother, who is now 90, very active 90-year-old woman, and she just said, oh, Janice, I think you should try this pickleball. And, you know, just when you hear the word pickleball, it just, it really just sounds ridiculous. So I resisted her for a little while. And then, you know, it's like I, I'm retired and my kids are older. And so I've got time on my hands. Like, okay, I'll go check out this pickleball. And it was just really exciting. It, it seemed like really easy to learn and you could just jump in it right away. And there were all these people. And so it was pretty exciting uh, just to try something new. And so that, that happened. Now, just out of curiosity, did you have a sports or racket sport type background before you started? No, nothing, nothing, (laughs) which is, I, you know, I've always been active. I've always snow skied and water skied and, you know, so I've been active and there's a lot of athletes in my family, but that was not me. And so when I played, started playing pickleball, because it really is easy to learn, it's so accessible you know, I just thought that, oh, this is um, like, I must be special at this. <laughs> like, like, this is my sport. I can do this. And so I just jumped in with two feet and, you know, have not looked back. It's been, you know, playing and drilling and taking lessons and then going into tournaments. And it, you know, it's just all been very exciting. Well, it sounds like you've definitely taken the sport very seriously. And I think kind of like when I first started playing, I, you know, just maybe a month or so after I started playing pickleball, I started the Pickleball Fire website. Tell me a little bit about your website, which is Pickle Billy. And actually, I guess I do first have to ask you, how did you come up with that as the name of your site? You know, the word Pickle Billy, we're thinking of it as a traveling pickleball player. So kind of like a hillbilly, but it's a picklebilly. And of course it was, you know, it's a made up word. And, but now I just say it, you know, so often it just rolls off my tongue. It's like, oh yeah, picklebilly, picklebilly. And so, so that's how we came up with it. And the, you know, the reason why I started this was we were attending a tournament at the, the Western regionals in Fountain Valley. And 
you know, I, it's like, you just meet so many people and there's all these people I'd met before I'd seen and everyone's having a great time. And I'm thinking like, I just spent a thousand dollars minimum for my little trip down to Fountain Valley, you know, and a large portion of that was the lodging. And I thought, you know, why don't we just have a network, an organization where we could have hosted housing and you know, so my first thought was for people who like to travel to tournaments, but also people just like to travel. And then, of course, they love playing pickleball. So really, it could be for everybody. But that's where I uh, first started, you know, and, and wanting to act, you know, to dive in there and set up hosted housing, you know, and then and then it just grew from there. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because when I had seen, actually, it was a Facebook post about it because I'm a member of your group on Facebook. I had uh, kind of imagined that as, oh, yeah, that would make sense when you're traveling to tournaments. But I hadn't thought a lot about, well, yeah, you know, I, I don't actually like to play tournaments. So I hadn't thought a lot about, you know, oh, it'd be a great opportunity just to travel somewhere like, you know, just somewhere in Florida, especially when it's the winter and in Connecticut and yeah. just, you know, stay with some somebody and have an opportunity to, you know, get together with them and meet them and probably play some pickleball with them. I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, just imagine. So you go down to Florida, you you connect with a host who can host you, who you feel like you think it'd be a good connection. And then when you go down there, uh, so you're staying there at their house. And so you're saving money on lodging. So that's perfect. But like you just said, it's the other part is where they take you like to their pickleball courts and they introduce you to people and you might uh, take a lesson with them or maybe they'll teach you something or, but you know, it's focused on pickleball, which is what your passion is and what you enjoy. So hopefully that connection will you know, spring towards just enriching your life and enriching the person who's hosting you like your your life. And we know we've got so many hosts everywhere, you know, including places like Australia, and we have one at the base of the Alps, and we have some in Canada, you know, so kind of far places like that, but lots of places here, you know, in the United States, and just places that really I've never been to, you know, unfortunately, like Charleston, like I've always wanted to go to Charleston and we do have a host there. And so, you know, I do love playing tournaments, but yeah, just to go to Charleston. So I'd love to see Charleston and then I'd love to play pickleball and, and, you know, meet um, some new people because, you know, pickleball is like, you know, we all know how many people we have met through this sport. I mean, everybody guaranteed, you know, I, I just know that unequivocally everyone has expanded their social network tenfold. Now, circling back to tournaments for a little bit, is this something that some of the professionals are also using? Because, you know, I, I think it was Rob Nunnery recently kind of documented the cost of going to a, a tournament and, you know, a, a big portion, like you said, can be lodging especially if, if you have the opportunity to drive. So any kind of success stories with pickleball pros that you can mention? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I do definitely um, want to talk about the pros, but I think the first thing is that the refs for tournaments hold a special place in everyone's heart because 
We need them. They are so talented. Everything they've had to learn to become refs, you know, it's very expensive for them. Their pay for being a ref is very minimal. They do it really because they love it. So finding housing for refs, I mean, it just makes me very happy. And then, like you just suggested, we have the pros. And so the pros are, they, they are incurring many costs as well, right? And they're getting paid if they're in the top three. So it's, it's, it's extremely invaluable for them to be able to find housing. So yeah, we've had a lot of people come through Picklebilly, you know, looking for housing. Most recently, Lindsay Newman. And actually, I, she texted me this morning about staying at the place where I was just at in Carlsbad. So she was, you know, that's, it's just wonderful if she can save money on her housing. Dane Gingrich, you know, that man can do no wrong in my eyes. I'll be happy to help him find housing. But, you know, he, he travels everywhere and playing pickleball. And so he's on the site, you know, Zane Navratil was looking for housing. Scott Golden is on our site. Uh, I think Christine McGrath just joined and, you know, and I think in pickleball, what other sport do you have where you really have accessibility to the pros? So I think that's different. You can go, you know, you see them at tournaments, you can go up and talk with them. You know, they're looking for hosted housing as well. And I think, wouldn't that be exciting? I mean, I would just like, if Dan Gingrich would stay here, I like, I would, you know, sprinkle rose petals down the hallway for him. Well, that, that's so cool. And actually, it's funny you mentioned, Dane, because we've tried to connect a couple of times to have him on the Pickleball Fire podcast. But just out of curiosity, tell me why he's one of your favorites. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. I don't say this, you know, frivolously. Like, I like everything that man writes. I love what he says. He is so inspirational. He is, you know, he did this one post about being a dad and about his daughter and about as a woman, what he hoped for her future. I thought, oh my God, that just makes my heart so happy. So that, but then also like his techniques for the mental aspect of the game and motivation and then how your own mind could defeat you and how you have to work with that. So he's amazing. And, you know, I, I do a podcast as well and I do interview people and boy, yeah, Dane is, um, I hope you get him get him to come on. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. I, I would love to sit down and, and chat with him. So I, I hope you're able to make that happen. I, I think we'll, I'm going to work on that really hard in the next uh, few weeks. But anyways, back to Picklebilly and the hosted housing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how somebody joins your site, you know, kind of kind of step me through the process of, you know, what it takes to get on the site, whether as a host or a guest, or do you sign up for both or how does that work? Yeah. So we do have a website. It's um, www.picklebilly.com. And when you go there at the top, it'll um, give you the links to join the group as a member or um, as a member. And then if you specifically would like to be a host as well, the really active part of Picklebilly is on Facebook. And so we have a group, Picklebilly Hosted Housing, on Facebook. And um, we have 1,800 members. And so people say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to host, so can I still be a member? And the answer is, of course. It's like, it's a community. So you can, 
join, you can become a member. You can then access the list of hosts and then you can scroll through there and see if there's a place where you'd like to visit and a person you'd like to connect with. If you would like, and the way it, and then the way it works is people's profiles are on Facebook. So if you, so if you sign up and as a member, then you can see the the list of hosts. There's a link at the top of the Facebook page with all of the hosts. You can see that. And then if you want to host, basically you just, there's a link to do it. You can also just text me and say, look, I'd like to host. When you sign up, if you want to host, there's like, when you join the Facebook group, there's a list of questions and it says, would you like to host? And if so, you know, what are you offering? So it might be Orlando, Florida, two bedrooms, one shared bathroom, and then it would have your name. So it's, it's not an address. It's just your name. And then what I do is I would add your listing to our list of hosts and it would have a live link to your Facebook profile. So for example, like if you signed up to host Lynn, then it might say, you know, what you're offering and then it would have your name. And I would, when I click your name, I'd see your profile. And then, you know, you, you, you understand about people when you see their profiles, because if you're going to visit somebody, you do want to feel comfortable and you want, and so what I would be looking for, if I looked at your profile is to see if we have friends in common, which I'm, 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 I'm sure we do because this is our pickleball world and it, it ends, it's smaller than we think. I'd look at your, probably, you probably have pickleball pictures in there. And so there would be a, a certain comfort for me then to reach out to you and say, Hey, I, you know, I'm coming to your area. These are my dates. You know, what do you think? And, and, and so really it is left to people's due diligence to check out those profiles and, you know, to make sure you feel comfortable, you know, but also realizing that in today's modern world, Airbnb is, you know, people are renting out rooms all the time and, you know, it's so, I, you know, I feel very comfortable. I feel very comfortable doing this, but I'm always just going to be, you know, I'm going to do my due diligence because, because that's just the way I am. Well, absolutely. There's Airbnb. And then, you know, you even have something like Uber where you're actually getting in a car with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, it's like, I think 99% of our world, we've got really good people and really nice people. And sometimes, you know, we see scary movies and violent movies and things in the news and you start doubting your, you know, your fellow humanity. But I think there's a, there's a uh, quote from, I believe it's Gandhi. And it was that one drop of, I'm not saying this exactly right, but like one drop of dirt does not make the ocean dirty. Good point. You know, it's like, yeah. (laughs) So, so do you, do you find that when people initially connect do, you know, is there a, a lot of chat back and forth to make sure it's really a, a good fit or, you know, how, how are people, you know, kind of connecting just beyond the initial conversation? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So I have a really great story. We have a host in Las Vegas. Her name is Darla. And so she's got two bedrooms available and she had somebody reach out to her and she was a little bit nervous. And the person who reached out to her was a little bit nervous as well. 
but they emailed and chatted back to back and forth and then they called each other and so it turns out that the person wanting to visit was a like a, a tournament guru like sh- this woman ran league she ran round robin she was just amazing and so darla just said i have just met the most amazing person. I can't wait for her to come and stay with me. And, you know, she just, anyway, so she, I asked, I asked people that when you have these hosting experiences, if you could please post on our page so people understand, you know, what the process was like, and then, you know, what were you anxious about or what went well or what didn't go well. And so she did a whole big post on it. And I'm just, you know, that, makes me so happy. Like that is how it's supposed to be. So, you know, but you're just going to have to work it out. And then also as far as hosting, you know, I, I, like, I'm not telling people, like, it's not my place to say how to do it. So if a person who's hosting wants to set up their parameters, like, you know, you know, you have access to the kitchen or you don't have access to the kitchen, or I would like $20 a night to help pay for the electricity or, you know, the host has, and then you, it's a negotiation. And what would you like to do? A pro who wanted to stay with me might say, Hey, I'll be happy to teach you a lesson. I'll, you know, I'll give you a two hour pickleball lesson if I can stay with you for three nights or I guess, you know, or or a person might say, Hey, you know, I'm going to bring my spice kit and make a great dinner for you. You know, when I was recently hosted in San Diego by Dan Norman, he uh, basically gave us a key to his front door. He said, okay, make yourself at home. Here's the freezer out here. Here's the, you know, and, you know, we brought him some wine from Paso Robles and we took him to lunch and we had a nice barbecue at the end. So, you know, everything will be worked out to the happiness of both parties and, you know, can be negotiated. Well, that sounds like it's really a great opportunity for people. But one of the things I should ask is, you know, if I go stay with somebody and and I'm a guest, you know, what should I do really to be a good guest? Yeah, I, my personal philosophy is I want to leave a very small imprint from when I'm done. So I just try to be very considerate and thoughtful. So things like, like I will even bring my own towel and my own washcloth because I don't want to have extra laundry for them. Like when I leave, we strip the bed, we put the sheets in the washer for them. If they have a double set of sheets and I would offer to make the bed, you know, after the barbecue, we went and we, you know, we did all the dishes, make sure that you know, it was nice and tidy, put things back in place, offer to treat them to a meal, maybe bring a hostess gift. So, but basically just leave things as good or even a little better than when you found them. So you don't want to be putting the host out or making extra work for them. Although they didn't ask me to do any of that. I just, that's just what, how I like to do things. Now you've already mentioned quite a few ways that you know, somebody can really be a, a good host, you know, like the barbecue you just mentioned, or, you know, something like that. Any other thoughts about, you know, how you can be a, a good, good host? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, really just setting the lay of the land. And so what is the internet password? You know, you know, where, where, well, let, things... oh, let's, 
Yeah, I'll get that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so just so you, you know, like when we got there, Dan, you know, it's like, okay, we've got this extra refrigerator in the garage, you know? Yeah. So just so that people feel comfortable knowing where everything is and, you know, what you should do or not do. And of course the, the, the great, it was really, really exciting with Dan because he took us to this private residence where they had three pickleball courts and the, the level of play was like 4.5 level play. And so we just went there and then we got to watch them play. And then we actually got to play a little bit ourselves. So ideally a good house will involve you in their pickleball community. Although you can't always expect that because, you know, it's like everyone's got their own life and what they're doing, but if that can happen, like, there you go. That's, that's what it's all about. Now you mentioned before that you've got hosts, you know, in Australia, obviously, I'm sure the U.S. and Canada. Do you pretty much have peop- a host in in every state at the? Not every state, but you know, really interesting places. We have one in the Bronx. We have Orlando. We have Austin, Texas. We have many in Los Angeles. Many in Central California, Bend, Oregon, parts of Washington. So, but, but the main thing is, is I'm really trying to grow the group. So the pickleball group, Picklebilly hosted housing on Facebook, we have 1800 members because not everybody can host. And so we need to have more members so that we have the people who then can host, which is, you know, great for everybody. And then, and then also there are people who have an extra room who, who do host, but they're not listed. So it'd be really great if they would get listed so that um, other people could find them and then other people could connect with them. I know that um, a woman here in Paso Robles, I live in Central California, she just recently has a couple extra rooms and so she put it on there. And we had a pro come out from the Valley here in California and he's staying with her this weekend. There's a tournament. She's got some other people staying with her. And she just enjoys it. Her and her husband are, you know, in their mid sixties and it's just, they're having a a ball having people stay with them, but really we need to have you listed so that they can contact you and know that. So it's always a constant thing for me to find hosts and then also people who I need to get them to sign up on here. Like those people who've got like three extra bedrooms, two extra bedrooms, one extra bedroom, you know, just, just being willing to, to do that. And then to see the benefits to people coming to stay with you, but also to yourself and then, and what you get from that and the new people that you get to meet. So is it best to come to your website or to the Facebook group to sign up, especially as a host? Yeah, I, I think that you should do both, but you can start with the website. So picklebilly.com and then you'll see uh, two links for joining and then for becoming a host. And if you're on Facebook, it's a very active group. You know, people are sharing content, sharing ideas, asking questions, you know, so it's a, great way to, you know, immerse yourself in the community and understand it and, you know, who's involved. All right, then. So to finish up today, 
I just wanted to ask you, is there anything else that the audience should know about Pickle Belly? Well, do you want to save money? There you go. <laughs> you know, and, and that is wonderful to me because I just went down to Carlsbad and I probably saved about $800, you know, on lodging. And I think everybody feels that way. So let's not forget about that. We also have the connectivity. We have meeting new people. We have that energy, that excitement, but you know, saving the money is going to be huge for refs, for pros, for travelers. And you know, why not? Well, absolutely. That's so true. And, and that's such a great point because I know when I was at the PPA tournament, just a, as a spectator, when I was in San Clemente, California, and I, you know, was looked at Airbnb, I couldn't find anything because I, I actually, I wanted to be really close to the court so I could just walk. because I was taking the train down for my brother. So I wasn't going to have a car. And, but yeah, I spent, you know, close to, like you said, close to $800 on a hotel. I mean, it's just, just outrageous. So yeah, I, I I could definitely see the uh, absolute value in uh, Picklebelly hosted housing. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got equipment to buy. We've got new paddles to get balls, new bags and some cute clothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I love saving money in one place and then using it somewhere else. Ah, oh, smart, smart. So. Okay. So I think people know from the podcast now that if they want to reach out to Picklebilly, you've got the Facebook group, you've got picklebilly.com. If they want to reach out to you personally, where's the best place for that? They are welcome to email me. It's I go by Picklebilly Jan. That's kind of my, my Picklebilly names. Picklebilly Jan at Gmail. I am Janice Mundy on Facebook. That's my profile. And I'm happy to answer any questions or help them with anything they need, you know, if they'd like to get involved. All right. Well, it was great to have you today on the Pickleball Fire podcast. I think what you're, what you're doing is really wonderful for the community and it's, it's such a great idea. So I wish you all the best and hopefully the podcast will bring you certainly more, more members to the Facebook group and hopefully even more hosts. I hope so. And yeah, just let me know when you want to come to uh, Central California, Lynn. I got an extra room. All right. Maybe the next time I go <laughs> visit my brother, I'll take, take a trip up your way. Oh, actually, there's some people near your brother who are hosting. So, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that more. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. He's, he's, in, he's in Burbank. But luckily, when I go there, I can stay with him. So I don't have to worry about oh, that's it. True. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Thank again. You. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.